day everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Gen Z Football Podcast. I'm Tom Hayes and with me as always is Ryan Shop. Ahoy. And in today's episode we have a fair bit to get through actually. Um, there wasn't many games, there's five games that we would, uh, that we'll highlight. Um, but a, lot, a fair bit of news, bit of transfer, transfer news, um, managerial news, um, promotion news. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, um, we'll get through them later on. Um, I'll talk to you first. How, how have you been? Oh, all right. What did you do this last week? We've been placed in stage three quarantine, if you don't really know what Victoria's in or what we're going through. But um, stage three for us, been up to much? Oh, not really. Not much <laughs> you can do, really. Yeah. No, I've just been... Got uni still? Got uni. Yeah. Got uni, a um, bit of online shopping besides that, oh, not a lot. I can't even do that. Yeah. <laughs> I'd have to go into town to grab it and I can't, I don't want to go through all that. Um, but yeah, oh, I haven't done much either. Uni, getting some assignments done, but yeah, also focusing on this as well, getting the news for our viewers or our listeners. Um, yeah, so we'll, we'll talk about all that um, coming up. Um, but first, we'll head on to the rundown. This week on the rundown, Iker Casillas announces retirement from football professionally. Um, what do you make of this? I don't know. I feel like it was something that was it, it was close to happening anyway, mm-hmm. and we could have probably predicted something like that. He hadn't really played that much, and he was hospitalised. Remember, like at the end of last year, I think it was, or sometime yep. last year. So it didn't look likely that he would return to play for like a, even a big club, but even a small club for that matter. Yeah, he was thirty in his early thirties, mid thirties. Yeah. Um, you know, um, long career, pretty successful career. Obviously, lifted the World Cup for Spain. Yep. Was a number one goalkeeper for Spain for considerable Very amount of time. time. Um. You know, not his peak. Uh, he hasn't gone out on a high, really. But nevertheless, yeah, um, probably the right time to move on. He was, yeah. I think it was probably the right time. But yeah, I think he could have moved on even a couple of years before, and it would have been the same sort of finishing. Uh, yeah, he's a bit older than I thought. He was actually thirty-nine. Oh, yeah, there you go. Um, so, which is about average for goalkeepers tend to last a bit longer they're than pretty durable. other players. Yeah, they're pretty durable. Um, you know, he's World Cup winner, two-time Euro winner with Spain. Um, he's played for Real Madrid and Porto, big clubs. Um, so, 39, you know, there's not many goalkeepers that are still around when they're 39. No. 35. Buffon's, Buffon's still around. Buffon, he's 40, 41. He's older than his new manager. That is true. Um, um, Neuer's getting there. Neuer, I think he's say. about 35. But, yeah. you know, goalkeepers tend to stay a bit longer. Yeah. Um, but they could they can add a bit of more experienced ones like your Buffon's yeah. or your Neuer's or your even Casillas. They would have added... Like as a coaching role almost yeah. to the younger goalkeepers. Say, yeah, and even when you have a goalkeeper um, in the team, a reason why a lot of the time, well, not a lot of the time, sometimes often they're the captain of a team is because they can position players. Like 
if you can relate it to maybe cricket where the, the captain architect. sits out on the field and he can position the... Captain usually sits in slips in cricket. Yeah, well, but he can see the whole field yeah. and you're not moving around. You can say what's coming. You can look how they're attacking. You get yeah. a better look of the play other than the manager. And they help with structure and stuff. Yeah. Um, Obviously, he's been playing for Spain for since he was... Well, he played under... Under 19s. Under 15s for Spain. Yeah. He got... 167 caps for the Spanish national team. So that, that's very impressive. Very, but very good. From 2000 to 2016, he obviously won uh, the 2010 World Cup, 2008 Austria-Switzerland Euro, European Championship, uh, the 2012 Poland-Ukraine Championship, um, and then the Confederations Cup run-up once in Brazil and um, third place in 2009. Mm. He came through Real Madrid's um, youth academy. He played for Real Madrid C, B, and then the main team. He played 510 games for Real Madrid, which, you know, for... It's a long time to not be overtaken by someone else. That is a long time. Um, to play 510 those, games for Real Madrid. Do those B and C games, do you reckon they count in the senior teams? I don't think they do. No, they don't. Um, Bloody hell. And then he obviously ended his career at Porto, but he played 116 Porto. games at Porto, which is for, um, in the last five years, which is yeah pretty good for yeah. you know he would have been he's gone through a few yeah. injuries yeah, especially the one that hospitalised him. I think it might have been I don't know if it was a heart issue. I think it was yeah. Um, it, but I, that's when that happened. I was almost certain he was going to retire then and there, but mm. to make a comeback as well was fairly like pretty remarkable. And then obviously finish off his career now i think it's good timing um yeah they just won the league so exactly so yeah comes off on somewhat of a high um but yeah we'll move on to our next bit of um news yeah um paolo the dibala beats ronaldo to be named the 2019 20 series uh mvp um a little bit of a surprise i think i was um, from the games I watched, I was fairly impressed. Um, he does play as more of a natural winger and scores as, at the same time. So the main the main source of Ronaldo's goals were actually from Dybala, and Dybala does score at the same time. So I don't know if that was highlighted as as much, but I think he played a pretty important role in Juventus's you know championship winning team. Yeah, um, I couldn't agree more. I don't know how the um, how it's chosen. Yeah, but yeah, when you're thinking of like MVP, I suppose he does play very important role in their squad. Obviously, with assisting and um, scoring, mm-hmm. and he's still somewhat young. I think he might be mid twenties, early twenties. He's twenty six. Yeah, well, there you go. Um, um, but yeah, his stock is just continuing to rise, and he has been. Like, I think last summer, he was rumoured to leave, potentially, um, mm. because of the Ronaldo um, entrance. But I think if he's not, if he's happy at Juventus, he's going to, he could end up being a pretty, like, decent cult figure there. Well, he's already been there for five years and played yeah. 162 games. Yeah. So, that's pretty impressive. Um, and he's won, what, every every time, or bar one? Yeah, league. I would say four. And an MVP. That on top of that, and he's probably still got a good eight years yeah. left in him. 
So, who knows? If he stays, well, good luck to him. But, yeah, if yep. he does move, um, I could see a pretty hefty price tag for the team buying. Yeah. Um, move on to another bit of news. We've still got a fair bit to get through. Yep. Um, France football will name an all-time best 11 instead of awarding a Ballon d'Or winner this year. This um, is I interesting. Think I, don't, I didn't read into it. Um, I probably should have, but yeah, all-time best 11, that's not like a best 11 of this season. No, all-time. all-time, yeah. So, um, of European, see some legends. European people have played in Europe. Um, is it just Europe? Well, you'd have to if it's... Oh, no, actually, yeah, yeah, it's, it's world football, world, yeah. yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, I don't know how you pick this. So, um, is this you... sort of like a Hall of Fame sort of thing, or... Mm. It must be, because... What well, was going to be eleven people inducted into it, I suppose. Um, but the, yeah, well, it's it. going to be interesting. Um, yeah. Will the likes of Palais get in? You'd think. Um, but then, Pensa. will they do it position by position, or will they just pick eleven? Yeah. Or I, they I pick... assume they'll do like a proper like, because you know you know how they do their team of the year. Yeah, like a four four three, I think or it'll be that sort of structure um, mm-hmm. to keep it fairly balanced. But I think if they were to do that every year, induct like another 11 players into it, or even, you know, once someone's retired, they yep. do like a, like a French Football Hall of Fame or something, like a Ballon d'Or Hall of I, Fame. And do these, I don't know if these actual winners have to want a Ballon d'Or, I doubt it because it's mostly midfielders no. and attackers. I assume it's just not. I think it'd be too hard. Um, yeah. There's been, what, One. two or three Maybe yeah. two goalkeepers. Recently, yeah. Um, and defenders don't generally win. No. Um, so. I think, it, yeah. It'll be interesting to see how they actually do that. Um, yeah. Um, we'll have an episode later out. Where we go at the through end it, of the year. I think. We'll do our own little Ballon d'Or thing. Choosing our short list and whatnot. And eventually a winner of yep. us. At this stage, a lot of people have... Um, had an outcry about Lewandowski. Obviously, had a pretty bloody good season so far, and he could get a treble and um, more goals. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. obviously, a bit unlucky. Yeah, um, Lewandowski could have been up there. Same with Messi was um, up there. De Bruyne, Immobile, even um, Immobile would be on the short list for sure. I don't know if he'd be top three, but I guess we could talk about this when the episode comes out. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's, I'd say, pretty, pretty big bit of news there. Um, coming out of France football. Move on to the next piece. Yeah. On Wednesday morning, <clears throat> Fulham defeated Brentford two goals to one in the EFL Championship playoff final to secure the last remaining Premier League place. Um, we, both we predicted Fulham. It. We both predicted it, and I we both. Well, I don't know if you predicted it, but I said they would both score. Mm-hmm. It did go to extra time, and I was pretty pissed about this because the game's played at about 5 in the morning, yeah, 4.45 or something. So I got up for that because I had to run errands early in the morning pretty much for the whole day, um, and I had to leave by 7 a.m. And I was thinking, oh, if this game goes to extra time, I'm going to miss it, which is what happened. And it was nil-nil, so I didn't get to see any goals. And then I go, and I'm plugged it into my car, and I'm listening to the audio. And, yeah, Fulham... Scoring twice in extra time. Brentford scored pretty much in the last minute of the game. Yeah. Um, consolation goal, I'd say. Um, 
But yeah, Fulham in the Premier League. Yeah, um, after the disastrous season they had a couple of years yeah. back that saw them get relegated, they'll want to do a lot to stay up. Of yeah. course, last time they signed a lot of players, spent a lot of money, didn't really work for them. Yep. Um, we'll see. Look, I thought this was going to happen. I hoped Brentford would win just because underdog and um, they'd been in the top flight for 75 years. But mm. yeah, well, it's... You know, probably expected and, you know, Fulham back in the Premier League. Yep. Um, what we got next? Moving on, the Premier League will revert back to three substitutions per team, per game, for the 2020-2021 season, <laughs> after the majority of clubs voted against the proposed change to keep um, five. five. Um, this is sort of a big bit of news. Most people would have just assumed that it would go back to normal after the coronavirus um, outbreak, but obviously with the French League, they're keeping the five subs. Yep. Um, so that's why it's mainly highlighted. But yeah, I think that's the right decision to keep it at three. Five seemed a bit too many. Yeah. When you think about it, an extra two subs can make a big impact. It did. I I think they could have done something like added it in a one... One for like an injury sub or something. Yeah. Like I think I'm surprised they haven't done that before. Yeah. Because if someone gets injured and you've used all these substitutions, they have to stay on the pitch or they, you play with 10 men. Yeah, you just play with 10 men. Um, and so <clears throat> you want to see more players get included. I think the five sub thing was good. Obviously, it was to combat fatigue and they had been playing for very long and mm. more of a um, hygienic thing. And a health I, issue sort of thing. Health just thing. Yeah. But it was good to see more players, especially younger players, getting more minutes. And, you know, three is not many when you think about it because you go to a, go through a game and you only use two subs um, yeah. or one sub. Um, and you, you generally, if you're a manager, you'll probably be keeping one just in case of an injury yeah. up until probably the 80th minute or the 75th minute. And it's a whole strategy changer as well. Yeah. Because when you say three subs isn't enough or doesn't seem like enough, yeah. Five seems like too much. It because does. Because think about this, 10 outfield plays, rarely a sub a goalie gets subbed off. Yeah. You see, essentially uh, swapping half your team throughout the game, which I think it makes it a bit um, easier for managers to make a, uh, to choose their lineups. Yeah. Because they can obviously make <clears> I think later on. I think they should, well, in my opinion, they should have three substitutions and then say two Injury subs in case a player gets injured and they can't actually play. Yeah. But like it has to be the umpire, the referee has to go, yeah, he's very much injured. He cannot play. Not a, oh, oh, I'm faking. Like it has to be like a proper injury. Proper injury. injury. Like blood or, you know, he can't walk (laughs) or, um, no, like, because otherwise, you know, you get hesitant managers who go, if I get injured, especially in the bigger games and you want to see them pushing and pushing, um, Say like um, when Ronaldo got injured in the Euro final against France. Do you reckon that would have been one? Did you? I don't know if you would have watched that back in yeah. twenty sixteen. Um, no, I've he seen got highlights and things, yeah, but he got injured pretty early on in the game. Yeah, and um, he couldn't play on. Like he went. Down but that's completely just, different to yeah. the Premier League and how it plays. But like yeah. something like that. Yeah. Something like that. I think it would be a good idea. Yeah. Um. Anyway, moving on, on to last bit of last bit of news. For the last week. little bit of news, well, not little, but 
Anyway, uh, <laughs> Maurizio Sarri has been sacked by Juventus following their Champions League bow out in the round of 16. And Andrea Pirlo succeeds Sarri into the head job at Juve. Um, I wouldn't say it's expected, but it was definitely like caught me by surprise, I'd say. I think um, the sacking was unexpected, but once it was announced, the succession mm. wasn't um, a big surprise, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, with the sacking, I think it's it's common now with like, well, it's not common, but you do see it a lot like with Juventus, Barca. Yeah. That like manages their only goal is to win the Champions League. Yeah. And I think that might have been... I, it's a little harsh. Um, it is harsh, but that's why you see teams like that go through so many managers. Yeah, it's 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 yeah, it's harsh. He won the um the, league. the title, league title. He just lost out on the league um cup. league cup. Yeah. Um, this your whole but, situation. Yeah, go on. Oh, sorry. Um, but he didn't get off to a good start. I don't think. Um, if you can remember back to. It feels like forever now, but at the start of the season when he left Chelsea, obviously jumped the ship because he didn't think he was going to have much to... Like He didn't want to go down with Chelsea, if that makes any sense. He did all right last year for Chelsea. You know, he won the Europa League and they finished third. Um, However, um, this year he got off to a bad start where he um, had a lung... Hey? They were fighting for the title the whole season. They were. And I think that's another thing with like Juventus. They dominate Italy. You're expected to win yeah. the league probably more convincingly. In my opinion, I don't believe it was to do with his performance. I believe it was to do with Sarri himself. Yeah. He is um, well known to be a excessive smoker. And of course, at the start of the year, he developed lung issues, which saw him sit out the first few games. Um, and then when he returned... Um, in Italy, you're allowed to smoke on the sidelines. Yeah. And so he was smoking on the sidelines and smoking and training and, you know, people go home, what are you doing? Um, I don't think a lot of clubs would feel like attracted to a manager like that. As no, well. his style's very unique. Um, it's proven, but, you know, if he doesn't like you as a player or he doesn't like you as a person, <laughs> he tells you. Um, says it out, but yeah. He's not the friendliest of people by all reckonings that you've heard. I've never met him. I wouldn't know. <laughs> But he seems very difficult. Obviously, he's been at Juventus this year. The year before that, he was at Chelsea. Um, from 2015 to 2018, he was at Napoli. Before that, he was at Empoli. Then he was at Sorrento. And he's been at 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. He's been at 20 clubs since 1990 as a manager. Yeah. Now... It's almost like... It's almost like one... No, not that's one, a year, one every one and a half years. One every... Yeah. And it does come up as like some sort of an issue. There must think. be a... Something that he does. Mm. And if we look at his replacement, obviously, kind of a golden golden child or yeah. golden... You see this happening a bit more often now. Hero. Um, with, yeah. yeah. With club legends starting to appear as, um, you know, head coaches or head, uh, managers. Yeah. Um, um, he obviously played for Juventus. He was born in um, Florio in Italy, which is near 
um, Turin, where it's yeah, not very far away from where um, Juventus is yeah. placed. Um, he's played for he played 119 games for Juventus. Um, he also played 116 games for the national senior national team. Yeah, obviously winning the 2006 World Cup. Mm. Um, he was the he was the under 23s coach. Yeah, when he got. Um, given the head coach, so well, this is the thing. In my opinion, I think they were planning this for a long time. Yeah, because they just need an excuse to sack Sari. They couldn't sack him because he won the league. They could have. They they probably couldn't have sacked him because he lost in the final of the league cup. Yeah. That's not really a sackable offense, I don't think. Um, to lose the Champions League or to get out of the Champions League, so I don't know what the. As well. It's only the round of sixteen they got out as well. Yeah, so that's it's pretty still good. Relatively early. Relatively, yeah. Early, yeah. It's the first knockout. It's the first knockout game. Yeah, I suppose. Um, and again, like a team like Juventus should be going further than Atalanta and Leipzig, and obviously they're not in the same bracket. But like, maybe you'd expect yeah. them to go further. Yeah, than that. but still, I don't know what they would have done if he won the Champions League. They obviously wanted him out because they replaced him quickly. Um, they couldn't have fired him if he won the Champions League. I think like, it's harsh on his been... performance. There would have been proper question marks thrown up if they yeah. fired him up, if they had a one. But I, I definitely don't think it's on his performance. I think it's on they wanted him out. Personally, um, yeah. Andrea was brought in two, three weeks ago as the yeah. under-23 manager. So, yeah. um, the whole situation sort of... Gives, it smells a bit fishy. Yeah, it gave me flashbacks from when Tottenham fired Poch and then literally like less than a I day think, later. Yeah. It, it seemed kind of set up, well, not set up, but like, it was already pre-planned. Yeah, I think it's a little bit different as in they didn't promote straight away. Like, they didn't put someone in a place and it was visible for everyone. They had talkings with Mourinho beforehand. Yeah. It wasn't public knowledge that brought him in. Yeah. Um, obviously, with a player a player turned manager of this calibre and, you know, he means that much, like your Frank Lampard's, like your Arteta's, like your Guardiola's at Barcelona. Mm. Um, you know, it can either go really well yeah, or it can flop. And next season um, will prove like to your be Henri's, interesting. Yeah. Because obviously there's going to be a lot of pressure on Perlo. Well, he has to win the, yeah, the Serie A again. If, they don't, if he doesn't do well, he could be fired. It's a high bar. They, they've won, what, last nine? No. They've won a lot. They've won Let's a lot in that. a row. Um, they've, they've dominated Italy. It's, it's a bit like Munich. Um, Similarly, yeah. They have no real... Ex- when they sacked their manager at the start of the season, mm. they didn't have much of an excuse. Like, they were doing... At the start of the season. They were still winning. They were winning. Um, that he had won the league the year before. Mm. Um, you know, and if you get into a club like that and they've won... What, Munich's have won eight in a row. Since 2011-12. They've won eight... Yeah. Um, Bundesliga in a row, um, and Juventus are similar. They've won four or five in a row. I wouldn't know. <coughs> when you get into <coughs> a situation that like that, and your new club, new manager, and you don't win, yeah, um, think, yeah, you know, a lot of pressure is going to be put on his shoulders. And I think most managers would want to come in when you know they're not doing very well. Yeah, and especially at a club like Juventus, like as we said before, like they're pretty strict on goals. Mm. That's what it seems to be. If he doesn't perform, if his team doesn't perform well, yeah, I don't see ultimately like any reason um, why keep it. it is cheaper to sack a manager and blame a manager than it well, is how to much sack. Did Sarri make 
from me sacking. He reportedly had to be paid out twenty-seven million pounds. Um, he was obviously on, I think, a th- four, four or five-year deal. Um, so, but it's it's cheaper than you know blaming some players and going, we're going to have to sack him, sack him, and you'd have to pay out their contracts. So that's why managers are generally sacked. Hey, and then you'd have to buy new players. And then you'd have to buy new players. That's correct. Yeah. Um, so that twenty-seven million pounds—that's a lot of money. Yeah. Um, especially for a manager's wages, I, Pirlo won't be on that anyway. Um, and that is the rundown. So during the week, we had uh, five games. Um, so we'll quickly go through them. Obviously, the first of five was the playoff final between Fulham and Brentford. Um, we already talked about that previously. Obviously, Fulham won two to one in extra time there, and therefore promoted to the Premier League. Uh, but the other four games were all Champions League round of 16 games. Um, they were the second legs for them. First of which was Juventus versus Lyon. I would say it's probably the most controversial game of the weekend. Um, I wouldn't say that. Really? <laughs> no. Well, you um, didn't watch it. I thought Lyon was going to win yeah. on aggregate. Oh, but the game itself was controversial. Yep. Um, shouldn't have been a penalty. Both penalties shouldn't have been penalties. No. Um, the first one, I don't know if you didn't see it, it was a gutsy tackle in the box. Got the ball first, and yep. the follow-on, he may have caught him, but at the same time, the player overreacted, therefore causing the penalty. Mm. It went to VAR, and I was when it went to VAR, I was like, oh, they're going to return this. like Fairly clean tackle in the end, and they didn't. Um, and Leon ended up scoring the penalty, which gave them the away goal, which then gave them the win because they won 2-2 two, two on away goals yep um, so yeah and Juventus's penalty at the same time was even though, worse was worse yeah it was what was it, a free kick and the guy in the no it wasn't a free kick it was just a shot handball wasn't it yeah he hit his arm but his arm was in line with his body mm-hmm. so it wasn't it wasn't like an extended it was actually arm. his shoulder it was like yeah t- higher up in his arm like yeah. biceps sort of thing um, and yeah that shouldn't have been a penalty either which again probably would have put the game into extra time because then it would have been 1-1 aggregate unless Juventus would have scored. But, yeah, probably ended up in sacking Sari at the same time. Um, they obviously go on to play the winners of the next game. Yeah, which was Man City. Yeah, Man City against Real Madrid. They beat them 2-1 as they did in the first leg as well. So they progress 4-2 on aggregate, um, and they'll obviously face Leon in a one-leg match in the, was it quarterfinals? No, semi, no, it's not really a quarterfinals. Yep. Um, so yeah, that was a pretty, I won't say convincing, but it was a pretty, I wasn't de- surprised. pretty decent win. Yeah, wasn't surprised by it at all. Um, I'm tipping them to go all the way, Man City. Yeah. Um, Sterling played a really good game. Yeah. Um, Courtois played a really good game <laughs> Was let down a lot by his defenders though Yeah, Moran um, especially Yep Pretty pretty poor game from him I think, was I don't know, I didn't watch it But both of his goal, both the goals Both of his mistakes, led by, yeah, led to goals yep. um, But I don't think, I couldn't have seen Real Madrid come back From the 2-1 Knowing City already had two away goals And it was Real Madrid City. had to score two at City, yeah At the end, yeah Yeah um, not much more to say on that. Yeah. So um, on this, it is. It's yeah. the first time in City's history that they've beaten um, Real Madrid in the Champions League um, 
in the Champions League, both home and away. Yeah. And it's the first time also that Zidane has lost, uh, has been knocked out of the Champions League. Yeah. Yeah. Another interesting thing there. Um, but Which, yeah. Look, I've never been convinced about Zidane as manager. Um, I think he's already always had the budget, the um, unlimited budget, and same similar to Guardiola. Great teams. Yeah, Guardiola no. at City. Guardiola at City. He hasn't really built a no, team. I, he's more bought a team. I disagree there. I think he built the team that he has now. He yes, he had a big budget, but when he's Guardiola went there, week. he's buying every year. Hey. Guardiola buys every season, like big yeah, every season. Yeah, most clubs do generally. He's already bought 60 mil. Yeah, but what... Okay, so yes, he's bought, but I'm saying what he's done at Barcelona, he's built... Uh, what he's done at City, City he's built them up. Um, when he when he came there, yes, they had won the Premier League, but they weren't... Still, they couldn't attract huge signings. Um, uh, a lot of huge signings or, you know, things. He His whole style is, is very... You know, structured and it's very good to watch. And with Zidane's, he's a bit meh. Mm. And you know, if you can push a player like um, Bale away from your squad, just on your managing yeah, or your personality, there's something wrong with you. Yeah. I think. Um, anyway, moving on to the next game, Barcelona three, Napoli one. Yep, another sort of expected result, I'd say. Yep. Barcelona obviously going through four two on aggregate. Um, Could have been um, five two on aggregate, but one of the goals was ruled out. Yeah, um, with this game, there wasn't really too much going on. I think it was three one at half time. The second yeah. half was very boring, and I was lucky with that because I I fell asleep for the second half, yeah. so I didn't really miss much. Um, um, Messi's goal that was incredible, unbelievable. I haven't goal. seen a goal like that in a while. Yeah, he well, probably since his goal against Bayern. Probably since his <laughs> um, goal against Bayern. Yeah, he. What, dribble past three or four players? Yeah, he, he slotted it past. The he keeper. got a goal. pass on the edge of the box. A ball was passed into him on the edge of the box. He was on the right wing. Goes in, uh, dribbles past three or four players, slips over, loses finishes. contact with the ball, managed to claw the ball back with the um, studs of his boot, kind of gets halfway up on probably about a 45-degree angle and shoots nearly lying down. And still manages to get it past the goalkeeper. Crazy goal. Um, Probably goal of the year. Goal this of the year. Champions League, this if not year. the year. Best goal I've seen this year. It's the it's the best goal I've seen in oh, wow. five years, maybe. Really? No, not five years, but it's it's maybe this year definitely. Um, yeah. Another one to put to the highlights reel. Um, who yeah. knows how long that'll be now? Best so Barcelona hours. will now play the winner of well. They'll play Bayern. Yeah, they play Bayern. Bayern. Yeah, Bayern beat Chelsea <clears throat> pretty convincingly. Yes. Do you want to talk about that one? Um, this was always going to happen. Um, <laughs> oh, don't say that. This is always going to happen you said, after the you first said leg. your chest last week, Chelsea are going to win 4-0. No. What went wrong? You it, watched it. What okay. went wrong? So, <clears throat> well, what went wrong is we started 3-0 down. Chelsea started 3-0 down. That's what went wrong. Um, in the match. What went wrong in the match? I just want to go back to what you said. Mm. I said Chelsea would win for nil or they would lose. Okay. Um, if we if we had have got the first goal, I think we would have won. Really? Um, the match, definitely. 
I feel like I watched the, the highlights. You were still in it at two one. You were very close, yeah, but you'd ha- at two one. You have to score six. I mean, if someone broke Lewandowski's legs, that would have been that would have been a good tactic. If Frank Lampard's listening, not Dude. legal, but you know, um, I would have taken who could be Willian. Oh, he wasn't playing. Anyway, um, no, I said that yeah, that either win convincingly and then they'll go on to win the whole thing because if they could do that they could beat any other team or they'd lose um but look the game itself um it was definitely Bayern dominated yeah there was a few good points in for Chelsea a few Tammy Abraham's goal was pretty good um it was really it was like a rebound it was it was it was a bit of an accident by Neuer um well, it was yeah, it was goalkeeping. Error. It was a good strike though, very close. It was but like three yards in, he scored another Champions League goal, which is pretty yeah, impressive. Counts. Um, it's a goal. It's a goal. Um, you can't really say too much. A bit depressing to watch as a Chelsea supporter, but yeah. you know. But then again, if you look at who was out, you got William was out. Of course, Kepper wasn't injured, but he wasn't playing because. Yeah. He'll never play at Chelsea again. Um, I say that, but fuck, who knows? Um, (laughs) I I hope not. You're talking about Chelsea is the most natural natural thing ever. (laughs) Your reactions are just perfect. Anyway, um, William was out. Kante was out. um, Pulisic was out. Pulisic not play. Yeah, he was injured. Did he really not play? He was in the squad though, wasn't he? No, he was injured. I he he might have travelled there. I don't. He did not. I don't. He might have been on the bench. Yeah. Anyway, um, Gilmore was out. Um, well, you know, he's uh, he's, he's a player. He's a good yeah. player. Um, so we're relying on Tammy Giroud. It was obviously Tammy. Um, yeah. Who scored the goal? Obviously, this just pushes home to Chelsea and Frank Lampard. You need another goalkeeper. Um, not saying defense. Caballero didn't do a great no, job. He, he didn't do a great job. Yeah. Like, there's a few he could have stopped. He's 39, yeah. so he's doing all right against arguably one of the best, if not the best striker in Europe at the moment. Mm. Um, you need another... I, I think it just showed like Chelsea's true weakness, which was, I think it is their defence. I think their defence is their biggest yeah. weakness. I think it's pretty maybe, obvious. and I it's been it's a long obvious. season and young players. Yeah, well, um, now, if, I think this exit now gives you more time to prepare, especially yep. with your new players. Oh. Gives them time to get recover, into prepare, the team. Um, especially because the season's starting quite quickly. Yeah, um, which yeah. we're going to talk about in our next segment. Although I will say this: the combined experience of Chelsea oh, yeah. matches. Matches some of the players in Bayern's team, mm. just on the youth, like experience in Champions League football, yeah. and whatever you say. Well, it's and good it, for their future as well. If, yeah, if you look, Caballero, he hasn't played that many um, Champions, Champions League games this season, um, if ever. If any, I don't think he played any. Games. I don't. No, he might have played, played one. Yeah, um, he might have been put on it for one. I think Aspilicueta was. Oh no, Asp, fucking Kepa. Ariza Balaga. Yeah. Kepa, just call him Kepa. Um, I don't know why. He, I still haven't figured out why he changed the where. There was no another. There wasn't another. Um, Ariza Balaga. He went from Kepa 
to Ariza Balaga like, the next yeah. season. He did the South African, uh, South American thing and put the first name. Anyway, um, so, but the big thing for changing competitions, whether it be the FA Cup, the League Cup, um, the Premier League, or the Champions League or Europa League, the balls are different. And for a goalkeeper, that makes a huge difference because yeah. the way you strike it, the way it moves through the air, you know, even the touch of trying to stop it, you know what's going to do when it hits your hand. So that's the hardest thing to get through. But obviously, Bayern are the better team. They are the better team. And they'll be hot contenders um, to that, go through. I think that result is probably like the best result coming into facing Barcelona in yeah. a one-leg match. Well, this match, yeah, a one-leg match, this match, any other season, could be a final. Like, could be, yeah. a Bayern Barcelona in your head that goes, oh, well, that's this, final. This side of the bracket, the the Leon City Barca Bayern, that's the hardest side. Because obviously, now it's a oh, yeah. bracket form. The winner of Bayern Barca will most likely play City for a place in the final, which yeah. will, on paper, probably be PSG but who knows what could happen buddy Leon could beat City <laughs> who knows yeah and we'll obviously talk about the upcoming um, Champions League games later on in the podcast yeah. Um, but yeah we'll move on to our next segment now it's a bit of a fun fun sort of segment you call it fun I call it um, stressful pulling my hair out but you know <laughs> um, we're going to be making our um, 2021 Premier League predictions very early predictions. Way too early. Yeah, uh, way I think too early predictions. We'll um, probably do another one after the champ. Uh, after probably the... like a week before the season starts. Yeah, we'll do our proper ones. Because yeah. yeah, based off now, we said we'll do it once we know who's been promoted. Yeah, and yeah, obviously when the transfer window, um, transfer window will close before uh, after the season starts, won't it? Will it? I'm pretty sure it does. Oh, uh, anyway, we'll do but by, the by the time the season starts, we'll do another one. You'll have the players that they'll start the season with and probably the majority of players that they will... We've only got about three more episodes until the season starts. Yeah, but there'll be a lot of signings before yeah. that, I dare say. We'll, have a, um, we'll also be having an FPL draft yep. that'll come up before the season. So we've got a fair, a fair few lined up. Mm-hmm. Um, so exciting times. Um, yep. But yeah, we'll move on to our next segment now. So, in our main segment today, we are going to do our... Way too early Premier League predictions. Um, pretty much just the table. We should also do um, Golden Boot, Golden Glove, and Player of the Season. I just thought of that then. Because we've prepared um, this sort of. Um, we've done our table. But we'll do... We'll do no, we don't, I don't even have to write that down. So we'll do our table now. Uh, yep. Obviously, these could be either very good or very bad. Yeah, but yeah, we'll do We'll probably do another one um, towards the start of the season. Obviously, we don't know. There might be a few other big name players that come in. Yeah, this is why it's called way too early. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so we'll start off with our table so predictions. We'll go from twenty. Twenty. All right. Yeah. So twentieth, I had. Crystal Palace. Same. I don't know. I don't know if we should explain these because obviously it's sort of going off the back end of the season. Um, but yeah, I think we should just go through them, see who we got in each position, and then we'll go mm-hmm. through it. And then obviously we'll go. Th- uh, we'll review it at the end of the end of the season. 
Who did you have 19th? <laughs> 19th, I had Brighton and Hove Albin. Gee. Just because... That's not far off from me. Honestly. Yeah. I had um, I had Brighton 17th, but I put West Brom second last. Yep. In la- I don't know if this is like a good stat to go off, but in the last three seasons, there's been at least one newly promoted team go straight back down, and mm-hmm. I don't think it'll be Leeds or Fulham. Okay. So I've gone West Brom. Well, to lead on from that, 17th, uh, 18th, sorry, I had Fulham. There you go. I put Villa. Villa? I think they were pretty lucky last season. Yep. So that's the only thing <laughs> for that one. Um, 17th, I had Villa. Yeah, I had Brighton there. So again, we had similar spots for each. Similar. Yeah. 16th. Who you have? I had West Bromwich Albion. Ooh, I had another West. West Ham. <laughs> West Ham, another West. Yeah, I think, I don't know, West Ham, I just feel like they're weaker. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't feel like they'll get much stronger, especially because they spent a lot of their money last summer. So I guess we'll see how that plays out. Yep. Um... Fifteenth, I had Newcastle. Oh, very close to me again, but I had Fulham there. Yep. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't feel like they'll struggle too much, but yeah, they won't be safe, like relatively safe for the entire season. Yep. Uh, Fourteen, I had West Ham. Yep, I put Newcastle there as well. Yeah, don't really know. That's pretty much where they've been finishing last couple of years. So. Yeah, of course. Now the takeover is not going to happen, or at yeah. least. Um, for a while. Um, yep. So, yeah. Um, 13th, I put Burnley. 13th, I put Southampton. I put a lot of, like, predicted thought into this. Like, I yeah. predicted what would happen. Uh, I'll just say what I thought. I, I'm thinking Arsenal will lose Aubameyang. Yeah. Arsenal will buy Ings. And then Southampton will have no one. Obviously, the Southampton are are going to lose, well, not lose, they've pretty much sold a player to Tottenham. We'll talk about that later. Yep. Um, but yeah, Southampton, they could have some money in the bank, um, but we'll see how that plays out. I don't 12, think they'll be stronger. 12th, I put Southampton. So, there you go, not, clo- not, far. not far away. I put Leeds 12th. Yep. Um, 11th, I put Everton. I did Burnley. I was from, from 9th to 11th, I could have shifted any of these teams, yep. I wrote, but. Out of them, I think Burnley. That's just the most average team. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I would agree. Who jumped tenth? Tenth, uh, I had Leeds United. Yeah, I put Sheffield. I don't think they'll improve. You don't reckon? No. no. Um, they, the only reason I could see them improving is if Wolves or someone still in Europe, like Arsenal, even struggle to perform in Europe, and yeah. they have that only one league to play in. So. I put Leeds 10th because of Bielsa's style of play, how much he managed to get out of the club. It's obviously a big club. Yeah. Um, Yeah, uh, moving on. Ninth. To ninth, I put Wolverhampton Wanderers, purely because they're in Europe. Um, I mean, they have been this year, but it's. I think I can see a few players leaving. Um, Who do you reckon will leave? I I can see Jimenez leaving. Yeah, uh, maybe been, Traore. Rumored to United. Yeah, but yeah, nothing official coming. No, yet. Um, not even an official rumor. Like I've seen rumors from like, not fan pages, but like 
you know, mm. magazine cages. Who'd you have? Ninth, I put Everton. Again, could obviously slip to like 10th or 11th. Of course, that would be their full season with Carlo Ancelotti. So Yeah. Carlo, yeah, this is his first full season. It will be yeah. his first full season, yeah. And I think that's the same how I've judged not Arsenal. Who do I judge like that? No, yeah, Arsenal. It's our first full season with Arteta. Yep. So I've put them a little bit higher. Obviously, well. it all depends. I think Everton. I put them lower. I well, obviously, I said before I put them eleventh, um, but I put them. I thought they'd do well, not too well. Yep. Um, I just don't think he's going to get enough money to improve a lot. Mm. Um, obviously, with their they already paid for the um, reconstruction of Goodison, Goodison Park, so that's yeah, going to so take up already money coming a lot in. of money. Yeah. Um, anyway, moving on to the top eight. Yeah. So, I put Sheffield United eighth. I think they will improve on this yep. season. I put um, Leicester. Yep. Mainly because... Schmeichel? No. Nah. Because their, see, their last time they were in a European competition, they, did they failed to... Yeah, they prioritised it too heavily. And they might have learnt. They could have, but again, new manager Rogers could play it differently. Yeah, um, I, I, I think they have, better, they have a better chance of winning, um, Europa League than they do yeah. winning the, the league. Sort of, obviously, yeah, I'm sort of basing this off as well with the, um, conclusion of the season. They weren't too flash, as well. So, and I don't know how much of a change their squad could take. Obviously, Madison Chilwell, Madison Chilwell, that. Pretty Schmeichel much even, yeah. Rumors of him going to City, you know. Yeah. Yep. So who knows how that could play out? Seventh. Yep. Um, well, who? So yeah, you put Leicester. So, sorry. Um, seventh, I put Tottenham Hotspur. Yeah, I've done the same. Ah, oh, wow. That's a second place, the exact same. Second. Yeah. Um, um with why Tottenham, did you put- Yeah, with Tottenham, I don't see a lot of change in their squad again. No. I think they actually might have a few people leaving. Yeah. And Dombele didn't really impress in his first season. They might no. make a, a slim loss on him if they were to just move him on now. Whereas if he was to stay another year and do the same thing, they might make a bigger loss. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't see a great deal Dele Alli isn't probably doing as well as he probably can. Yeah. Mourinho, again, probably would want to buy. They don't have... They just built a new stadium. Yeah, they um, have, that's a thing. He would want to buy, but he can't. Yeah. Um, we oh. should also do... Oh, we'll do this at the end. Mm. We should also do first manager to get sacked. Okay, yeah. We'll, we'll do, do this at, at the end. end. Um, yeah. but, or first manager to leave. Yeah. Um, so Tottenham, if they do finish where, where we have predicted them at seventh, I can see the likes of Harry Kane leaving um, yep. if they finish that low. So just getting further and, and further away. probably uh, Mourinho. Because Mourinho's talked himself up and what he can do. And yeah, it's been proven he can do well. But yeah. you know, when you're paying that much for a manager to come in and with that hype and whatever, you're better off. And who knows, if um, Pochettino doesn't get snatched up by another club, I can actually see him coming back. Yeah. If Tottenham were to finish this low yeah, um, and not do well in um, the Europa League, mm. and then they would have to say, all right, we're going to let you rebuild properly this time. Um, that, But that, if Kane leaves, would he want to go back? Probably not. The whole um, the whole part of Poch's philosophy, though, was to develop players. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if he would buy 
He wouldn't buy like no players. But he was doing a good job. He was. He made to a Champions League final and mm. they sacked him. I think it was. The, I still. Think but then, then he lost a few it. players after they didn't win the Champions I League final. I still think it's the um, dumbest thing ever. With Harry Kane and, <laughs> and his career, I think it's proven to be their main downfall. And when you talk about the top six, I think it was wrong to sack him. Yeah. yeah. When you think of the top six, right? Obviously, Arsenal had the worst season out of the big six. I think Tottenham is still worse off. In terms of their last season, in terms yeah. of like, rel- let's say. Like one team out of the top six, who's the most likely to be relegated first, if it ever happened? Leicester. No, the big six clubs: Liverpool, City, Chelsea, United, Tottenham, Arsenal. Out of those big six, who do you think would be relegated? Yeah, first? Tottenham. Yeah. Um. Um. Okay. It's not going to happen, but yeah. Obviously, there would have to be you know a lot of problems. Anyway. Um. Yeah, six. but in terms of Harry Kane. Yeah. Just to go over. If he's going to leave, if he's going to get a move to finish off his career somewhere where he's going to win something, yeah. um, Tottenham either have to move around, turn turn the ship around quickly, or you know he's going to leave next year because after that, I can't see him leaving. One, he loves the club a lot. He's been with them forever, but also his age. You know, No one's going to want to sign him in a couple of years. So, um, well, he's still proven to be world class. He is, in but a he's, couple get, years, he's, he's 27. He'll be 28 years. next this year, next year. Yeah. Um, Who knows? But like players are starting to like. Obviously, Lewandowski's having his best season at in his thirties. He's still got a lot of a lot of years. Like he yeah. could still play on for four or five years. He's world class. I don't see why not. Yeah, I I don't think it will go that way for Harry Kane though. Really? Yep. Who have you got sixth? Sixth, I have Arsenal. I've got Arsenal as well. Yeah. I don't Great know. Minds think alike. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how they're gonna go with the Europa League. Um, no, but in the league, I don't think they're going to win the Europa League at all. But in my personal opinion, I think they were very lucky to win the FA Cup. Uh, <laughs> no, honestly, yeah, yeah, I, I think know. Chelsea gave it to them. Yeah, as we discussed last week. Um, mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> they're going to get they're going to get wiped the floor with, um, especially if they lose a Bamyang in the um, Community Shield, and that that will be a big it's test. In three Community Shields in three weeks. Yeah, if if they can Just hold. Under. Liverpool, yeah, to score like a one nil even, that'd be right. But I can see it being a blowout, like a five nil or something. Yeah. Anyway, um, fifth, fifth, I had Leicester. I put Wolves. This is kind of a stupid one by me because Wolves can obviously still make Champions League if they win the Europa League. Oh yeah, this year, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, (laughs) another brain fade. That would be. Pretty cool. If they did do that, I don't see them finishing that high. But at the same time, if they get knocked out of the Europa League, are they, they're in qualification for Europa League. Mm-hmm. So they're still in that uh, conversation. They could have easily finished fifth this season if they were consistent. Obviously, the restart had an effect on everyone's consistency. Yeah, I think I can easily see them go top five. But yeah, if they were to make Champions League, I can see them obviously focusing on that a lot more. Um, but yeah, fifth Wolves. Yeah. Who you put fifth? You put Leicester. Yeah. Why have you gone that? No, I just think they've done pretty well this year. Yeah. Um, obviously if they lose Schmeichel, they might have enough money to replace him, but 
I don't know. That yeah. might make a difference. I think if they were to sell Madison as at the same time or Chilwell, one of them, the money would more likely go to a good goalie. Mm-hmm. Considering Schmeichel's age, he's probably going to get moved on relatively soon, like a couple re- of years, I'd say. They, they should really even be looking at someone to replace um, Vardy in the near future anyway. Yeah, well, they've got an ageing squad. Yeah. I think that's the main problem. And if, if they're younger or, you know, mature-age players are leaving... Yeah, they haven't got much to like. They haven't. Their depth isn't going to help them a great deal, um, which is why I've probably put them eighth. Especially uh, and dealing with the Champions League, players are going to get tired quickly, especially with those midweek games. Yeah, who knows what could happen? Um, did you put fourth? Fourth, I put Man United. Yeah, I've done the same. Yeah, why'd you do that? I see a three-horse race next season, and I see. Man United is the next best. Next best? They had a good um, end to the season, and I feel like that will... I feel like they had a lucky end to the season. <laughs> yes and no. Well... Um, they did have a good run home. Like, they had a relatively easy run home. They did draw a couple, but... You know, I mean, penalties are goals. Yeah. <laughs> but if you took out all the penalties, they'd probably finish about eighth. Mm, eighth they, or They ten. won games pretty convincingly. There was only Some a games. couple games by only like one goal. And the draws, obviously, they didn't win. That's fair. Um, but yeah, United, I don't want to see them up there, but I don't see them being top three unless they brought in someone. Like, they could obviously bring in Grealish. They could obviously bring in Jimenez. They're not going to bring in Grealish, but... They could yep. bring in Sancho still. Maybe that... Everything's still, like, yeah. up in the air. They it could, is. They could have a better, um, you know pre-season or off-season than a Man City. Well, they have a week to get Grealish. Um, yeah. Grealish. Sancho. Sancho. They got till August... I thought it was August 10th. Thought, which that's is... today. That's today? <laughs> well, tomorrow. For, tomorrow? Yeah. So, we'll um, probably see something develop then. Uh, I think it's about that. They won 120 million euros, 108 um, pounds. million pounds. Um, I can't see them paying that much. I can't... I can see Sancho. Maybe. If I was Sancho, although they've said they've agreed personal terms, the smartest move would be to stay at Dortmund, my yeah. opinion. Um, they're going to do better than... They have a chance of winning the league. I don't think um, United have a chance of winning the league. I mean, they have a chance, but not a high chance. Yeah. Um, so that's why I put them there. I can't see them signing Sancho. They're not going to sign Grealish, um, especially... Look, if they don't sign Sancho, they might sign Grealish. Yeah, they won't I think give I Grealish think. another year at Villa and then sign him. Yeah. Especially he, now that Villa is still in the Premier League, if they if he had gone to the Championship, I think he would have been a player probably the next. He would have been on whoever could get him. Yeah. Yeah. And especially, um, Villa would have wanted the um cash. Yeah. Um. Also with United, I see them. You say you don't see them buying Sancho. I think they will. Okay. They're not worlds apart now. Obviously, ninety-eight million was rejected, but they're only asking for one hundred and eight. I feel like they could easily make up that room. That's still... It's 10 mil. When you're talking 10 money, million pounds is a lot of money. When you're talking 100 mil, it's yeah. only... It's not much. They could easily meet in the middle. This is Manchester United there. we're talking about, though. They also could be paying in instalments, so they're not going to get the money Yeah, no, away. they've already said that they could be pay, paying in instalments. I think it was, what, 60, 30, 10? But they haven't said yes to it yet, so... Yeah, well, we'll find out soon. Tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow, yeah. Tomorrow was the deadline for them. Anyway, um, no, I can't see them buff moving, though. I can't see Dortmund moving. Anyway, yeah. moving on. Who'd you have third? 
Chelsea. Oh, really? I I had Chelsea too. But I wanted to put them higher, but you can't. No, I think they need a bit more time. Yeah, especially when you're just chucking plays in. Like, their list looks phenomenal, world-class, the, the, especially the players they've signed, but they haven't moulded into the team yet. Still pretty young too. Yeah. Um, I did, like, m- note that they could break into the top three. Obviously, I've predicted a three-horse race this season, a bit more of an exciting season. Let's hope. Let's hope for your sake. <laughs> Let's hope for the sake of watching Premier League games. Making it exciting, but yeah. Um, yeah, obviously their signings are exciting and it's going to make their football a little bit more exciting, but it's whether they mould quick um, is the you know defining factor there. Why do you put Chelsea third? Pretty much for the same reasons you've already mentioned. Obviously, make some good signings. If they do what they really should do and get, say, an Oblak or a high... to figure out their defence. Yeah, figure out the defence. Get a high-caliber goalkeeper who's, you know, proven. Although, you know, some people would argue Kepa was proven. Um, You don't generally spend £71 million on... Yeah. Anyway... He was proven. He had a really good season. In Spain. Yeah, in Spain. Yeah. Um, Um, However, hasn't worked out. So, get a new goalkeeper. They've already got some big signings. Get um, the Havertz deal over the line. I can see that happening. I can see um, it too. I think it's... They've agreed personal. They've agreed personal terms. They're they, just waiting yeah. on... I think that they... We'll talk about it in a sec, but I think Leverkusen want a fee of 80 mil. Mm. And so I think they'll structure it over... It's doable and they could, yeah, obviously pay in instalments as well. Um, With Chelsea, I want to say, I feel like the only reason I haven't put them in the top two is because I see there's only two teams in England that have no holes in their team, like no real weaknesses. Because you mm. see with City and Liverpool, they didn't have any problem or any real problems with um, conceding goals. Obviously, Liverpool did against City and City yep. have had their moments. But throughout the entirety of the season, their defences are pretty solid and they managed to score a lot. The, and their yeah. midfields like aren't weak. They both have strong midfields with... Chelsea, they've got strong midfield, strong attack. Yeah. And they've got that hole, which is why I haven't put them top two. Um, the only reason the, the only thing I disagree on with that slightly is that Liverpool not so much well, yeah. Liverpool and um City have a bit more of an aging squad. It's a more mature squad. More mature. Yeah. But also that means they're a little bit more prone to injuries. Could be. So that that's the thing to take in consideration. But yeah, I think what you're saying is definitely spot on. Yeah. Um, number two, I had City. Yeah, same. Um, I couldn't really choose between these two. Yeah, um, I, Liverpool's obviously the, the last remaining. Who had number one? Yeah, but I'm obviously gonna have doubts with Liverpool, mainly because we. It took you thirty years to win this one. Yeah, but. we can't really consistently beat City, whereas. Well, we did for a little, a small period last season, um, but yeah, they still managed to, you know, beat us really convincingly this season or last season. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they've obviously strengthened their defense. Well, not really. They only won by a point. Well, yeah. I mean, like in the game head to head. Yeah. You know, Champions League. We the year we came runners up and came first. We beat them pretty well, but then in the league we would lose what five nil, four nil. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so, but you know, yeah, I think they've solidified their problem as well with the defense. They've now got that Ake deal, which we'll talk about later. Yeah. If they can win the Champions League this year, that's going to give them a bit of a boost. Yeah. I think the main thing with Liverpool being first, and it's probably going to be biased, is that I know them. their squad just seems like more of a unit compared to City. It's more of a team, yeah. It's Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah, and obviously Liverpool out. first. Um, we've probably just gone over that just yeah. then, but... I think, yeah. If you were to divide the two teams, I think it's going to be a bit closer now. Obviously, I don't think Liverpool are going to make too many too many changes to their first eleven. They're obviously going to do, you know, promote youth players up to the senior team and buy some backup players. But I don't see them making a big change to their first eleven. They don't really have a first eleven, do they? They've got an integral like senior part. They probably have a, a first five, and then the rest can move around a bit. Yeah, their midfield is their main thing. Like it's not really. For like, you know, plays obviously switch up in the midfield. You got Kata, Wijnaldum, Henderson, Ox, um, Milner, Lalana was there last season. He's gone. Like there was a good selection of players to pick from. Whereas now, obviously, with rumours to Thiago, he could obviously Thiago. make that a lot harder for players like Ox or Wijnaldum to make space. Mm. Um, which yeah, I think. A signing like that would help. Help them. Uh, it helps solidify a, t- a first eleven. Obviously, that it, their attacks sorted, and their defense is well and truly sorted. I'd say Matip, the off chance of playing over Gomez if there was an injury. Yeah. But yeah, I'd say their back four goalie and their attack are, are fiery, ready to go. All right, now moving on to the golden boot. Who do you put? Ooh. Yes, I put, um, <laughs> I didn't know, I put, um, I'm actually going to change it, nah, I'm going to put a two-way tie. Two-way tie? Yep. I'm going to do Sadio Mane. <laughs> okay. And Raheem Sterling. Fair enough. I think, I was thinking Werner, but yeah, I haven't seen him in the Premier League like, yet. He's obviously very promising. I just don't know how he's going to perform. Yeah. Um, really well, I've put Timo Werner. Yeah. Um, outright, not drawn. Um, That'd be pretty outstanding if he was to win it. Oh, first season his in, form. And he'd have to score 20 plus. I mean, in, he's already he scored 20, oh, in his first season 24, in 26. That hasn't been seen since, what, oh, since Salah. Yeah. But yeah, I think that would be pretty. No, I reckon he can do it. He could obviously he'd well and truly do it. He's... World class and very fast, goals. faster than yeah. faster than Sterling. Yeah. Um, well, I think his he's finishing in. is questionable, but at the same time, he still gets a lot of chances to actually score goals. So I don't yeah. think that's much of a worry, and I think that's similar to like Salah has a lot of shots, but that's the, the only difference I think between Salah. Well, not the well, only difference. Lots of differences, but the main yeah. main difference between Salah and Werner is if you look at Salah is very in my opinion, is very selfish in terms of he always wants to get the goal. Yeah. Whereas Werner, when you've seen him play for um, Leipzig, is very easily... F- if he doesn't get the most goals, he can easily get the most assists. Yeah. Um, with Salah, I can see it as a good and a bad thing. Obviously, you want attackers to score goals. And I think the thing with Firmino, Firmino could be a bit too nice <laughs> or a bit too unselfish. And he could easily score goals that he gives off as assists. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, I don't see it as a bad thing because obviously he still scores and he has. I think a, it cost Liverpool a few goals this year. Um, Doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things, does well, it? Wow, it could do. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, Golden Glove. Who do you have? Golden Glove. I did Edison, mainly yeah. because of their strengthening strengthening of their defense. <laughs> their strengthening of their defense, I think, will help Edison. Will not help him. It'll prevent the chances that other teams make towards him. What's Edison's last name? Morales. Okay. Edison Morales. Yeah. Um, anyway, I put Edison as well. Yeah. Not much more to add. Golden Glove this year, of course. Yeah. Um, player of the season. I just want to add one more thing with the Golden Glove. If Allison has a good season, they could obviously tie or Allison could win it. Allison didn't play nine games and was only two two or three behind Edison. Mm-hmm. So, and I think a lot of those games we only lost just, or didn't lose, we scored like one against. So Adrian had a pretty good season, I'd say, as a backup goalie. But yeah, obviously he's not going to win it. But yeah, player of the season. Um, Kevin De Bruyne. Yeah, I thought you would do that. I was going to do it too, but I, I'm doing something a bit different. And it could be biased, but... <laughs> You're gonna laugh. I did a uh, Navi. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Why? Well, obviously, obviously he's a good player. I think he's this season's gonna be his next step. I think, um, mm-hmm. and I feel like he'll provide more assists and he'll be that ball playing midfielder. Um, that De Bruyne similar similarly to De Bruyne. Obviously, De Bruyne's better De Bruyne, <laughs> at yeah. this stage. Um, but I don't know. I feel like something strange could happen there. And I feel like this will be his breakout season and he'll play really well. He showed good glimpses in the, since the restart. So yeah, that's why I'm going to, it's a way too early prediction. Fair enough. And for the first manager to be sacked, I've gone with Dean Smith from Aston Villa. I've got it between... Steve Bruce and Roy Hodgson. I can even see um, Mourinho being up there for Arsenal. Don't, uh, Tottenham don't Tottenham. get up to a good start. Yeah, but I think Crystal Palace, uh, Hodgson's probably, a, <laughs> the end of that season probably, um, you know, didn't do him many favours. Mm-hmm. Um, and if that was to continue, what they lost, they didn't win a game from the restart. So if they have a poor season, poor start to the next season, they I could well and truly see him go straight out. Yep. Um, so that's all of our way too early predictions. Um, obviously, as we said earlier, we'll do a proper one when more transfers have developed and close to the season, as well as our FPL draft. We might do it in the same episode. I doubt we will, because the FPL draft might take a bit. Um, but yeah, now we'll move on to the transfer whispers for the week. <coughs> Welcome back to another edition of Transfer Whispers. In today's episode, we have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 potential moves. No, 10 potential moves. Three have been confirmed. Um, we'll talk about them first, I think. Mm-hmm. First one to go through for the week was Ferran Torres to uh, Man City from Valencia. Um, it cost them 23 million euros and he signed a five-year deal. I think that was pretty much Man City's replacement for Sane. Yeah. I think that's the main reason they bought him. <laughs> um, 
Obviously, they're looking at centre-backs, which is what they did next. Um, but, yeah, that's all I see straight away. Sane's replacement. Fair. I see that too. Good good choice. Young. Didn't really know much of him. Um, he must have had a pretty impressive year at Valencia, but it must be Guardiola must see something in him, which is something in itself. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, we'll see how he goes. I don't know if he'll break straight into the team, obviously, with Mares and Sterling on the wings. Um, but, yeah, he'll definitely get game time, I think. Yeah. Well and truly. Um, next confirmed transfer, we have Nathan Ake from Bournemouth to City. This one cost them £41 million. Um, and again, on a five-year deal till 2025. I think this is what they needed. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see them going after any of the other centre-backs now. Um, I think that's all they'll do defence-wise. I don't know. I haven't seen any other links with any other teams or players for City. Um, but I don't think this will be all they do. I feel like they've got something else up their sleeve that they'll buy. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, doesn't look like they're over the spending spree. No. Um, good, good get. Yeah. Very good player. He was Obviously proved himself in the Bournemouth. Premier League. Yeah, he was bound to leave Bournemouth. Um, and I think he'll definitely fit into City squad. John Stones obviously be that backup now, I believe. Unless they decide to play three at the back, which... Mm-hmm. Who knows? They could well... Depending on the game, depending on the competition, I think. Yeah, 3-4-3... Yeah. Three, three, no, 3-5-3 three, three is becoming a bit more... Um, bit more of a normal formation to use, obviously with the wing backs playing in midfield. I yep. don't know if C will do that, but if they were to, they've got Stones as a replacement um, centre-back. So, not a bad replacement yep. to have. Um, Alexis Sanchez... Yes. From Man Final United to Inter on so, a free yeah. transfer. He was uh, he was at Inter on loan. Yep. Then obviously his Man United contract ran out. Inter decided to buy him for free. And at the same time, they're going to take his entire wage bill, which is a positive for United. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much they were paying last season. I don't know if they were even paying his wages at all. Um, but yeah, $7 million off United's books. Is pretty well. It's good, yeah. Um, and he signed a three-year deal, which is good for him as well. I think he needed to move away from United. He had a terrible season at United. He was good at Arsenal, trash at United, gone to Inter, and he's done well. So yeah, um, completely. It's a good move for him, and it's a good move for United at the same time. I think it's a win-win. All right, now they're gone. We can have our debate <laughs> with these um, contract. Oh, not contract transfer rumors. More um, rumors than confirmed. Yeah. First one we sort of talked about before. Yeah. Sancho to Dor- uh, from Dortmund to United. Personal terms have been agreed between Sancho and Man United. And last week, their $98 million, uh, $98 million pound bid was rejected. Mm-hmm. You don't see this going through? I do not. I do. We have sort of already talked about it. Like, I don't think we need to go back into that. Um, but yeah, I think they will either pay the full amount that they're asking as it is only another 10 mil, especially when you're talking about numbers that high. I don't think it makes that much of a difference. And they'll pay in installments, I believe. And if that doesn't happen, I can see Dortmund budging a little bit. I don't think they'll go under 100 mil. I don't think they'll go under 105 mil. I, I, can I can't... No, I, they've said they're not going to move. They've set a deadline. They've already put out a proposal of um, a payment plan, strategy, structured payment, whatever you want to call it. Um, Can't see it moving. Um, Dortmund obviously want to keep him, 
I would too if I was Dortmund. Um, Sancho wouldn't. It wouldn't be <laughs> bad for Sancho to be in a potentially uh, league winning and dare I say it, even potential to win the Champions League next year. Um, yeah. Man United realistically can't offer him those two things. Yeah. Maybe next season. Who knows? Uh, next next season. Well, the only thing they can offer is that. Yeah, you know, Champions League football in England. That was his like main. Well, he'll, he'll be playing Champions, Champions League football if he stays at Dortmund yeah. anyway. So either way, he's got that. Yeah, he might want to move home. There's rumours that he already agreed personal terms. Yep. Yeah, I I can't see it happening. Um, I think rumoured that he would be on three hundred a week, three hundred thousand a week. That's a lot. That is a lot. But yeah, that's more than any Liverpool player, I believe. More than yes. any Chelsea player? I don't think any Chelsea players are over 200,000. No, not that I'm aware of. Yeah. Not at the moment. It's a lot. Um, well, <laughs> that's almost as much as um, Mesut Ozil's getting at Arsenal for doing nothing. So, yeah. um, <laughs> you know. I think it'll. if he was to go to United, I don't see it being a big, like... Um, Game changer. Yeah. Obviously, they've got Martial, but I think, if anything, it would knock Greenwood back. Obviously, he had a good season, and I think he'd start if Sancho doesn't move. But if he does, he's obviously going to have to challenge for that if they're going to have Sancho, Martial, and Rashford top three. Um, I don't think the style suits um, Sancho, but... Yeah, we'll that's... obviously see how that goes. That They're obviously keen on him, so I think that means they're if they're willing to spend $98 million, I think yep. they'll obviously fit him in somehow. Uh, moving on, Willian has left Chelsea. He's put out a statement leave. Um, yesterday yep. saying that he has he will not sign another contract with Chelsea. He obviously joined in 2013. Yep. Um, very good signing. He's won two, two, three, two. Two league titles. Two, two or three league titles. Two, yeah. Um, a couple of FA Cups. Europa League. Europa League. Done well, pretty good. Community Shields. Pretty good. Um, done, done well, been good. Um, obviously, getting to the peak of his career, or he's past, I would say he's past, past yeah. the peak of his career. Looking to move on, something different. Um, yeah. You know, he put out a statement saying that, you know, he did it better um, than, say, um, David Louise did in terms of yeah. with the fans. Um, obviously, there's a rumour going around that. Arteta said that Arsenal he would like him. him. Yeah, Arsenal um, seemed pretty keen on him. I, I would be pretty upset if he went to Arsenal. Yeah, in like fan terms or fan wise, you don't you don't want to see teams go uh, players go to your rival. <laughs> However, I can't see him making much of a difference at Arsenal. Um, well, uh, Arsenal he's good. Could use, Arsenal could use his, his experience. Yeah, that's um, probably it. They could he he could start at some point. Um, but yeah, he could make a difference. I, I can yeah. see that for sure, especially with Arsenal, obviously having to try and get back, back into form. Oh, top six is where they belong. Um, yeah. I can't see him in leaving England. Yeah, um, I don't see him even leaving England. Maybe one of the mid-table sides. Yeah. Well, Arsenal. It looks like he will go to Arsenal. I haven't seen any other rumours to go anywhere else. He has. Um, they haven't agreed to personal terms. I don't believe, but. Yeah, personal terms are in process right now. Um, a rumored three-year deal, um, and yeah, I'd say sometime this week. Yeah, I don't think it will happen. Something. But you don't say you think it will happen. No, we should keep track of what you think. Sure. So you don't think Sancho is going to happen? Nope. And you don't think William will happen? I think there's actually no. 
I think there's a 50-50 chance. Yeah, okay. Um, Next one. We have Kostas Samikas. I think, I'm pretty sure that's how you pronounce it. Um, from yep. Olympiacos to Liverpool. This was this came through last night. Um, 11.75 million euro fee um, on a five-year deal as Liverpool's backup left back. Um, obviously, they didn't agree to a fee with Max Ahrens from Norwich. I don't believe it would have been too far off the same price. It's pretty cheap for Premier League. Yeah, Norwich probably would have been asking a little bit more considering, you know, He's one of their integral players. He's English too. They've gone, yeah, and he's English. They'll probably, I'd say they probably would have asked about 20 mil. Yeah, 18, 20. Yeah, but 11.75 for a backup. I'm pretty sure it's actually cheaper than what they bought Robertson, uh, more expensive than what they bought Robertson for. <laughs> yeah. From Hull. Um, so, yeah. Um, that would be good for Liverpool. Obviously, they don't have a backup. Le- their current le- backup left back is James Milner. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's not getting any younger, so I think he's going to be more of that midfielder player. So if this was to go through, I can see him playing cup games, the odd Premier League game as well. If he's young, so yeah. Yeah. Um, similarly to what Nico Williams has done with Trent. So I, mm-hmm. I can see it going through as well. Or even a Harvey Elliott kind of. Yeah, Harvey Elliott young, but... doesn't play. He hasn't played many. Well, he didn't even play five Premier League games, so... Um, yeah. This year, I think he'll play a few more. Yeah, I think he will as well. Uh, with Shakiri's probably most likely going to leave. Um, Harry Wilson's coming back on loan. He'll probably leave not on loan this time. Um, yeah. Yeah. And obviously, Liverpool's other uh, youth left back, um, Yasser LaRussi, I'm pretty sure that's how you say it. He's most likely going to be on his way out as well. He doesn't want to go out on loan. So, it's a bit of money coming back in. For plays that we don't use. Yep. And I think, yeah, Harvey Elliott will take that Shakiri spot. Um, next, we have Francisco Trincao from Barca to Leicester. This was uh, rumoured to be a loan deal with obligation to buy for 50 million euros. Obviously, um, Barcelona made the money. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure any player that goes to Barcelona at young age is generally going to come out at a, at a fee. A very high fee. Yep. Um, especially if they're young, they're from Bar. Oh, they they developed from Barcelona. Mm-hmm. You're gonna expect a, you know, a high figure, and I think that's what Leicester are gonna go with. If they were to get him on loan, that'd be probably the best thing to see how he goes for a year in the Premier League, um, which is you know fair enough. Um, but yeah, fifty million would be a lot to fork out straight away. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Um. Next, um, Pierre Imel Hoiberg from Hoiberg. Sorry, (laughs) no, I got Pierre Imel Hoiberg. We were trying to translate it and figure out how to say this before. Oh, good, that's his name. Yeah, this one's awaiting confirmation. Yeah, from Southampton to Tottenham. Um, pretty cheap, to be fair. Relatively, yeah. For a midfielder as well, to Tottenham. This is also why I had. Sheffield, oh not Sheffield, Southampton a little bit down. Obviously, Ward Prowse was also rumoured to leave. Yep. Don't know where or if that'll go through. But yeah, Southampton have a lot of talent. They could easily play at higher clubs, you know, Ward Prowse, Ings. Ings was on Liverpool's list for a majority of his career. Um, but yeah, this one, £15 million. Pounds. 
Um, personal teams have been personal terms have been agreed. Don't know how long the contract is, um, but yeah, we're just waiting a confirmation on that one. Yeah, um, it'd be good if they had personal teams. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, sorry, Tom. You got next. Um, yeah, um, good for Southampton. I think extending their wage budget slash transfer budget budget a bit more. Yeah. Um, I don't know who they'll bring in. Probably yeah. some. Also, equally as good for um, Tottenham. Yeah, a pretty pretty cheap for a Premier League proven midfielder. He is decent. I wouldn't say he's world class. I'd say he's you know, he's decent. Yeah. <laughs> um, next, we had Thomas Party from Atletico Madrid to Arsenal. Now, Arsenal have been told that they have to trigger the 50 million euro release clause, or he will stay in Madrid. I'm pretty sure that's pretty fair. Yeah, um, I can't say the release clause is there for a reason. If they're going to offer lower, there's no point. There's no point, um, unless he was like, you know, not getting games at all. But he is. He a is good so. part of Madrid's team or Atletico's team. He would obviously improve Arsenal a lot. They need that defensive midfielder, um, but mm-hmm. I don't think it would uh, complete their team by any means. They still need, you know, <laughs> a good. No, they've got a good striker, but who knows if he's going to be there. So they probably will need another attacker, and their defense is shambles. So, yeah, it would be a good it would be a good step in the right direction. Um, next up, Kai Havertz, been talked about for a bit. Yep. Um, from his current club Bayer Leverkusen to Chelsea. Um, I think this will happen. Uh, Leverkusen will not budge from their eighty million euro price tag. So it's about. 78, 70, 77, oh, 78. Um, 75 million pounds. About. Well, roughly. Yeah. Between 75 to 78 million pounds. Um, they say it's because of COVID. I can see yeah. it happening. can see it being structured, though, in a way that they're not going to pay 80 million euros. Yeah. Straight up. Um, installments. I, they definitely want Kai Havertz. Yeah. And I think they have the money to have Kai Havertz and a good new goalkeeper. Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. If they would have bought especially Havertz and someone on installments, even if they maybe offered him another, like a player, like a who would you put? Oh, obviously, yeah. Oh. Another thing was Chelsea did say they'll up to ten players of, you know, they're ready to listen to offers for, mm-hmm. um, which could help with the, you know, paying for that fee or sending someone the other way to get a player. Yeah, it looks like it's going to happen. They've already agreed personal terms, and have they? Yes. Oh, I did not say um, that. <laughs> even um, uh, at uh, Leroy Sane's first media conference for um, Bayern Munich, he let slip that, um, he, as he saw it, Kai Havertz had already gone to Chelsea. Uh, he said Werner and Chelsea. Uh, Werner and Havertz, yeah. um, German players. He was talking about young German players. So they're obviously friends over his play in the national team. So if that's any indication, who knows? Well, obviously um, he... Wants to move? I don't yeah, know he, I don't think he wants he's to agreed say personal that. terms, yeah. or it's been reported he's agreed personal terms. Yeah. Um, we'll see how that one plays out. I don't know if that'll happen within the week. We could maybe. see something, some more development within the week, and maybe. Yeah, I think I think they soon. say they're not going to budge. They might a little bit. I don't think there is. Well, I think it's similar to the party thing and the Sancho thing. I don't. Yeah, maybe party, but not Sancho. I think Dortmund, I a bigger club. Budge. Sancho, obviously, if he stays there, I don't think it's going to... Well, he's not going to be... Oh, no. Labour is a smaller club and... Um, his value's gone down. 
Who? Havertz. Like, it's already dropped, like... Oh, yeah, they were wanting, like, 110 or 110 something. 110 mil, yeah. Um, and it's already dropped 30 mil. I don't think nah. they would want to drop it. I think that's a fair asking price. But um, Sancho's value hasn't really dropped. Mm, it's no. gone from 120 mil pounds to 108. It's not as big of a drop. No. And especially with them not budging. I don't know if Levy Kizan will budge or if they've already lost, or not lost, potentially lost 30 million. Yeah, I can't see Dortmund budging. We talked about that before. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I can see this pretty smoothly happening. Yeah. Um, and next three are more updates, I'd say. Yeah. Um, Pierre McAubameyang, um, Arsenal say they are confident they can close a deal <laughs> as long as Barcelona don't bid for him. Yeah. Um, um, don't bid for him. Um, yeah. If Barcelona weren't like, don't make an offer for him. I can't if they were to make an offer for him, he, I don't know if he would go. Like, I mean, obviously he would go to Barcelona if he could. But yeah, he's asking for two hundred and fifty thousand pounds a week, which they cannot afford. Um, Unless well, they, they could if sold Ozil off the books. Yeah, but even with that, they they can't afford it, I think. Um, unless they... Um, what was it? They were saying... There was rumours saying if they don't sell Lacazette, he won't sign. If they... Like, in terms of... They, they won't have the money to pay him. Yeah. If they sell Lacazette, maybe. Oh, I don't know why they want to. I think Lacazette's done a very good job. Um, <laughs> I'm surprised Pepe is still in. But anyway... Um, <laughs> So, we'll see how that one goes. It's obviously yeah, been going for a while. That might come through within a week. I think it's... Oh, it's obviously that time where a lot of transfers are happening and, yeah. you know, stuff's getting finalised. So, Barcelona could well and truly bid for him too. So yeah. We'll see how that goes. Yep. Uh, Marc-Andre de Stegen signs a new five-year deal at Barcelona. Not, Not really there. surprising. Yeah. I think it was... He was one of the other names that were just thrown into the mix as a new goalkeeper for Chelsea. Yep. Um, but yeah, five-year deal, probably stay there till he you know, gets out of favour there or gets older, mm-hmm. um, close to retirement. So I don't know if he'll stay the whole five years either because how old is he now? I don't even know. But, you know. Who knows? He's good. Yeah, he's obviously <laughs> very good. Um, I, don't, I don't think they can afford to buy another goalie of his class. Yeah. That's a bird, wasn't it? I'll cut that out. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think they can afford to buy another goalie of his class. Mm. Um, and uh, last, this is a little bit of a rumour yes, going around. Yes, we're talk about this. Hey? I didn't know about this. So you no? Talk about it. Um, so, I don't know where it came from, but obviously, the um, was it Eddie Howe? He was e- Bournemouth's Eddie manager. He said he's leaving. He got left, yeah. After Part they got place. relegated to the championship. And... He must have another Premier League club, you presume, lined up. Potentially, Potentially, yeah. um, you'd think. Well, even if like someone from Crystal Palace or Newcastle was to get sacked, yeah, I could see him getting lined up there. But, he, but you don't just quit your job, generally, unless you have something else yeah. lined up. Most people. He might have gone, well, I don't want to there do this anymore. There could have been even stuff behind the scenes that we didn't know about. There like, could have been. to get relegated. A bit like the um, Watford yeah. sacking, yeah, that's um, right. which was really weird. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, but obviously they're without a manager at the moment. And, well, they have a uh, assistant manager, but not officially signed as manager. Um, but, yeah, Stephen Gerrard. Um, or Jared. Gerrard. Uh, <laughs> um, from Rangers. To Bournemouth, obviously, good chance I think to get 
put back up maybe. Yeah. Get some experience in English management. In the English um, thing. Whether you'd want to leave a big club like Rangers yeah. to get a bit more experience in England. Yeah. Um, be a bit closer to home. Um, I, I don't know. I feel like with Frank, I'm not going to say he got lucky to get the Chelsea gig, but obviously it could have been very hit or miss. Where if he yeah, did if he didn't do well, at, if he did a poor job at Derby, I think Chelsea wouldn't have looked at him. That's the same yeah. with Bournemouth. Oh, with Gerrard, if he was to go to someone like Bournemouth, he'd have to impress. He'd have to impress. Obviously, and, yeah, he wants. If he doesn't, then he wants the Liverpool job eventually, and I think Liverpool want oh, him. Yeah, um, it'd be fitting. Oh, look, Klopp. He signed a contract for three more years till twenty twenty four. But I don't think he's going to stay that long, personally. I don't think he's going to stay that long. I think he'll want another challenge like a AC Milan or a... He said after this he's going to do the German job. Okay, well then. For the uh, World Cup in 2024. So he would leave, like, if everything goes to plan. Unless, you know... If everything goes to plan, he would depart at the end of the 2023-24 season. Mm -hmm. Jump ship to German national team. And play if he gets offered it, which he probably will. He will definitely. If if as long as we play top class football for the next Unless three um uh, even if Germany win the next season. World Cup, which is possible with the team they've got already. Yeah. Um Wait, World Cup's twenty twenty two. No, yeah. next World oh, for the Euros, sorry, not the World Cup. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Euros twenty twenty four. Um yeah, and that's it. That's it. <laughs> the, I don't know if we'll have another a lot like that. I assume there's going to be some movement within the week um, with some of the big clubs. Uh, but, yeah, we'll see how that pans out. Um, we'll report it to you next week. So, with that being said, we'll move on to the games this week and then we'll wrap up with yes or no. Okay, moving on to the games this week. Obviously, no league games to be played. Um, Champions League. Champions League games. We have, first up, Atalanta versus Paris Saint-Germain, uh, PSG, um, on August the 13th at 5am Australian Eastern Standard Time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Atalanta will go through. Yeah. It'll be close, but I think they'll go through. It'll be close with PSG. Leon sort of impressed me with the Juventus game. Obviously, mm-hmm. still question marks about that, but... In terms of French teams, I think PSG are stronger than that and could potentially be better um, in their first game back, first competitive game since March, I believe. Mm-hmm. So I'm still going PSG, but because it's only one leg, Atalanta could pull something out of the bag. I'd love to see Atalanta go all the way. I think that'd be. If incredible. they get semi-finals, that's unbelievable. Um, but yeah, PSG most likely expected to advance from this game. They have none of the pressure though, Atlanta. Yeah, which is a very big going advantage. Going as an underdog for pretty much the rest of the campaign. Oh yeah, they'll get through. Yeah, good. Uh, next match after that is um, RB Leipzig versus Atletico Madrid on the fourteenth. Yeah. Of August at five a.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. I think this is the end of the road for Leipzig, um, losing Werner. It's about thirty percent of their goals. Yeah. Um, Atletico Madrid. I watched a video recently on their structure and their like an analysis on their thing. They play very defensive. Obviously, shown against Liverpool, <laughs> it was um, just Oblak versus Liverpool. Pretty much. Well, not not necessarily. Well, they played pretty much all ten players in their half. 
um, for majority of the game. They play that four four two, and they all box in. Um, there's not not really any width to their team, mm-hmm. um, and obviously Leipzig don't have much of an attack at this stage. Um, we'll see what happens with that. Who they decide to play there, probably someone different, or they might even move Sabitzer up there. But yeah, I think Atletico Madrid should. Go it's going to be hard for Leipzig to score against arguably the best goalkeeper in the world at the moment. Yeah. Um, it seemed when he when they played against Liverpool, he had about seventeen hands, and he just block anything that was um, like kicked at him. Octopus. Yeah, it was pretty unbelievable. Yeah. Um, some of the saves he made. Anyway, um, yeah, I can see Atletico, Atletico going through out of those through two. Here. Yeah. Next up, Barcelona. Good game for me birthday, not going to lie. Yeah. Barcelona v Bayern. Now, this is probably the... It's going to be close. It's probably a final in itself. A little you know, final. Yeah, it's like a mini final. A pre-final. 5 a.m. Very exciting. Standard, uh, daylight? No, standard, standard for us time, yeah. in the uh, Southern Hemisphere. Yeah. Um, it'll be a very good game. Obviously, Bayern a bit more of a convincing win. Probably again, I don't know. I don't want to be offensive. <laughs> I, look, I think I, I think, think Bayern Napoli, will win yeah. unless Messi does a Messi, which I mean Messi just has one of those games and he's and incredible. Score. I can now both score. Um, or it might go down to penalties. Who knows? Yeah. Well, yeah. One leg could go to penalties. Um, we don't know. One I, leg I, makes it a obviously. Lot more I predicted this tie to happen, and I think Bayern will still win this. Yeah, I think on balance, Bayern Munich will win. Bayern look like the best team in the world right now. Yeah, best all-round team. I can. In the yeah, world. they're more city, but yeah, yeah, Bayern probably just edged them out. Yeah, and obviously they're playing for a treble. Um, so that's some sort of motivation, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> Next game, Man City v Lyon, August 16, 5am again. Um, what do you reckon? If Man City don't win this game, it will be the upset of not only the Champions League season, but all the seasons in Europe, I think. I think they should win this fairly convincingly. Yeah. Like, I'm thinking 3-0, 4-0. <laughs> if Leon win this... But Leon, you know... They're good. Juventus They're not on the same level, though. In one leg, anything can happen. Yeah, that's so true. Obviously, if they were to pull out a draw for the whole game, somehow scrape through on penalties, the win's a win, gets them through. So, And it would obviously be a big scalp to pull off City. So, Yeah. Yeah, wouldn't write it off, but less likely. So, that, oh, so that is the games for this week. Obviously, next episode we will talk about the semi-finals and the final, um, as the final is played. On like we'll talk about the preview for that, and then the episode after that we will end up talking about the final result. Um, as no, we, we won't know the final. Yeah, we will. Not next episode. No, the episode after. Yeah. Um, the episode after that, the final will be played the day we record, or the morning we record. So, yeah, we'll move on to our final segment, Yes or No. Now it's time for Yes or No. If you're new to the Gen Z Football Report podcast, uh, we have had this segment in for a few episodes now. Um, and basically the aim of the segment, or the game if you like, um, is each of us, so me and Tom, um, will ask three questions, um, one at a time, obviously I'll ask one question that Tom will ask, and 
you either have to answer yes or no. It's pretty simple. Um, There's just no explanations, although it seems like Tom nearly explains... I'm going to um, control myself this week. Uh, every time why he has, but it's all about yes or no. Quick fire questions and just a quick you reaction. Have, you can have time to think about it. Let's say that. You can have time to think no about it. No more than five seconds. Yeah, five seconds is enough. Um, but yeah, so uh, would you like to start? Um, okay, yeah, I'll start. All right. First question. Will fourth position be enough for Manchester United to keep Ole Gunnar Solskjaer? No. Okay. What you got for me? My first question is, will Ronaldo leave Juventus this season? No. Okay. Question two. Will the 2021 Premier League season come down to the last day? No. Okay. What you got for me? My second question. Will Atalanta make it all the way? No. Champions League? Yeah. No. Last question for you this episode. Will Brentford gain promotion next season? Yes. My last question is, will Mr. G-O-A-T, Lionel Messi, sign a new contract for Barcelona? Yeah. Okay. There you go. There you have it. Uh, That was yes or no. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Remember to follow us on Twitter. You can follow Thomas Hayes at... Thomas Hayes underscore. And you can follow myself at RP underscore shop. And remember to follow uh, the Gen Z football podcast at G. Z underscore football for all updates um, about football and, you know, give us a like um, on the posts and (laughs) repost if you feel like it. Like and subscribe and follow and retweet. (laughs) And yeah, if you're feeling generous. Yeah, Um, we're starting to post a little bit more. Yeah, we are. It's not just about the podcast. We'll talk more newsworthy stuff. More news. To put up there. Yeah. And, you know, we really appreciate any new followers we have at this early stage of our podcast. Um, yeah, but thanks for listening.